Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. And let's get ready for hour number two, baby. Yes, sir. Of the Mark Hoke Show here on KDOM, 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas, streaming live on the Odyssey app, which I'm sure all of our guests have downloaded and Free. Listen to our show every time it's on and over and over again. Free 99. That's what you got to do. Click that button. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Go to your app store, click on Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, download the app, and of course, subscribe to us on YouTube and you know follow us on Facebook and X and all those cool places, Instagram, and you know, just be a hokamaniac. Or like I say all the time, drop that comment. Press that like, drop that share, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Simple. Wow, you rhymed, Jose Volante. I've been saying that for a few years now, so it kind of got stuck to me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's not bad. Hey, not thank bad. You, thank you, thank you. Well, I decided, you know, and, and, and I'm going to say this real quick. Okay. Because since I started doing the show, and then, you know, as we went on, we started getting around and meeting some great people, mm-hmm. and we've been very fortunate on the show to get to involve some unbelievable people in this industry and you know i'm fortunate that we've gotten to uh you know meet some of just you know great performers journalists people that do it all in this game and we have days like this where we're coming off the royal rumble and i thought it would be fun to have a little group discussion about everything that happened Plus, unfortunately, and fortunately, we got some bonus topics this week, too. Uh, some, like I said, some good, some bad. Some, eh, wish we didn't have to. But first off, I want to bring in one of the great guys in pro wrestling media who I thoroughly enjoy reading his work, and he gives me way more credit than I think I deserve. I'm thrilled to have on from WrestleZone. Matt Black, let's get him on the show. If you want to add him while That's you're clapping there, that, that would be helpful. Let's get Matt <laughs> Black doing. on. What's up, guys? How you doing, How you Matt? Doing? Good to see you, buddy. What's going on, man? Oh, we're coming off the Rumble. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Let's go. Yes, we are. Step one is taken. So we've got Matt Black on the show. Very happy to have him on. And our other panelist for the day we want to get this guy on, and, and Jose is drooling at this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's coming. I'm just going to take it. Just take it. I'm going to duck. Okay. So you want me to do the intro first? Yeah. And then you, get him do, do you, okay. yeah. <clears throat> so joining us live from somewhere in the United States, even though he's in his office, standing at five feet, six inches tall the last time I checked, even though he's sitting down right now, he is known as Phil Stamper, but also... The El Unico, El Presidente of Wrestling, joining us live here on the Mark Hoke Show. Welcome, Phil. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so first, when you said I was five foot six, I had to like straighten up and sit up. In my chair. <laughs> <laughs> and 
then why can't I be a presidente of Lucha? Like, that, that's what I was going to say, Lucha, and I thought about it. I was like, I should have okay. said that, but yeah. It's I'm okay. okay. It's all good. It's there all we good. go. Okay. <laughs> Welcome oh. back, my man. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. Good to see you as well. Oh. And, and you know, Mr. Mr. Mark. Yeah. Mr. Mark. Uh-oh, Mr. Mark. Yeah. What did I do? Because... So, I, you know, I was here, I was ready to go before the commercial break, and I, I heard the little, like, oh, and now he's here at the right time. <laughs> you told me 8 a.m. I was got, ready to go at 8 a.m. I've got 9 a.m. I looked oh on my, my Twitter. God. I looked. I swear to God. That I was checked. funny. We're in the studio oh. sitting here, and we're like, wait a minute, he's already, he's already there. <laughs> it's all good. Well, well, very happy to have both of you gentlemen on the show. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm just going to get this bad stuff out of the way. I want to get it done because I want to have fun the rest of the show. Yeah. That's why I did when I coached. I was like, let's get the negatives out of the way and let's talk about the positives first. So, uh, Matt, let me start with you on this stuff with Vince McMahon. Um, and uh, <laughs> it was funny. When, right away, he's like, oh, man. And, it, and it's funny, Phil, I, you know, when Phil and I were talking last night, I, we texted and we said we're probably going to be using the word allegedly a lot. Um, but this lawsuit that came through uh, about Vince McMahon that is forced him to resign from the board of TKO just nearly rocked the Royal rumble. Um, devastating charges against Vince McMahon and enough to get him to leave TKO Matt. Uh, what's the latest that you've heard? Uh, any new news about this and your thoughts on this? Cause man, I read that complaint and I can't even talk about it on the radio. It's that bad. Well, I'm glad you did because apparently triple H didn't. Yeah. No. Um, that's not great, uh, and, I, and I think it's really bad that Cody gave a better answer during the media scrum last night than Triple H did. Uh, it's it's a messy situation. Um, the, bi- the big thing coming out of it is what sources are saying is that an Endeavor and TKO want to basically rid the company of anybody that was closely associated with Vince McMahon during his regime and s- basically start fresh. And I don't know what that means, but I would imagine people like Bruce Pritchard and Michael Hayes probably on their way out the door because they've been Vince's right-hand man for the last several decades. And I can't imagine that they didn't know that this kind of stuff was going on. So they're going to be collateral damage. I don't know what's going to happen to Triple H either. Um, I don't like his answers last night. And by his answers last night, I'm just I'm kind of worried that he knew more than people assumed, and that's why he chose to respond the way he responded last night. WWE's prospering under Triple H right now, and I don't know what that company looks like with a new creative regime without Triple H in charge. So it it's a it's a shaky situation right now, man. I I don't I don't like any of it. Um. I love Slim Jim, though, because, uh, because Slim Jim got Vince McMahon out of that company. So thank you, Slim Jim. Um, we all owe you a debt of gratitude. Yeah, and, and just to give a little more clarification, um, one of the women that uh, Vince had sexually harassed and and, and, and allegedly and, uh, and it accused her also of, of trafficking her. and were, I mean, just... It's bad stuff. Uh, the filed suit, uh, there was an NDA, but th- this has gone way past it now. And last night in the press conference after the Royal Rumble, Triple H said he hadn't even read the lawsuit. BS. And you have to wonder 
how many people knew about this because in the suit, uh, it even said that images were shown to crew members and so on. You know, and now you kind of wonder if this was the reason that Kevin Dunn left. And I mean, this, this is absolutely devastating. And, you know, one thing that I had even tweeted out was, you know, how much did, you know, Stephanie know about this? How much would Triple H know? And, and Phil, I mean, th- this, this is going to run pretty deep in WWE. Yeah. And, and, you know, as I was reading through too, because the lawsuit definitely does state there were four members of the corporate side of WWE who, who knew from, from the lawsuit perspective and that there was one superstar who was also um, unnamed, but uh, uh, mentioned. And so like, so the context of what, like what you just said, like, Oh, he showed these pictures to the tech. Well, that's what he was saying to her. But did he give the context of, oh, this is somebody who works for the company in the office side in Stanford. She's not on the road. So I don't know, like, the context of, like, hey, here's this, here's this image and who this person is. You know, how well did they know? Because from some people who I've known who've worked not even on the wrestling side, but, like, on the crew side, they didn't have connections to, like, the office because they were on the road and they weren't supposed to be connected to talent. So, like, there were some things that are, like very segmented in certain respects so like on that side like i I don't know if they knew then i'm wondering if that's why they weren't specifically mentioned even anonymously in the lawsuit because the suit definitely does call out people but not by name and so i'm i'm curious of sort of then what happens next and even even with the lawsuit naming you know I think what is the terminology? WWE corporate employee number one. Yeah. Um, and things like that. Is it an effort to try to get them to turn to become witnesses and providing information, copies of text messages, that kind of thing? And that's why they're um, anonymous at this point. Or is it that, uh, well, we'll hold this. And then, you know, you could also be included later down the road. I, I don't know enough on that side of things of how could it go? And it's, it's Marie, you are not wrong. It is vile. It is. It is vile. It's nasty. It's it's disgusting. It's mm-hmm. just it's bad. I asked Mark this. I want to ask you guys real quick, Matt and, and, and Phil, real quick, is does this hurt the brand? And if so, how much does it or does the brand continue to strive? Well, I, I think it would have hurt the brand a lot more had they not reacted as quickly as they did. But I also believe they only reacted as quickly as they did because they lost the Slim Jim sponsor before the Royal Rumble. And that's one of their biggest sponsors that they have. And it sponsored an entire match last night. You know, Slim Jim was plastered everywhere. They would have lost all of that had they not taken action and forced Vince out. And I know Vince saying he's resigned or whatever, but there there was definite there had to have been definite pressure oh, yeah. on him from TKO and uh, Ari Emanuel and all them to like, you got to go, dude. You got to get out of here. So I think the longer he would have stayed on, the more damage it would have done to the brand. I don't think – I think they had an opportunity last night with Triple H to calm the storm a bit. If he would have had a statement prepared or or just – that's now honestly, that's how he should have handled the conference. He came out and he was rumbling. He was rambling about numbers and, and, and all that stuff. Instead of doing all that, the first thing he should have said is he should have had a prepared statement about the Vince McMahon situation, it ended it with, I we're, we're under a legality right now. This is not just a suit against Vince. This is a suit against WWE. I'm not at liberty to discuss this lawsuit right now. So if we can please re- keep our questions towards the Royal Rumble and other WWE 
you know, related products, that would be great. But he didn't do any of that, and he opened himself up to get three different questions in a row that he handled horribly. I, I don't. I, there's there's no other there's no other word to use. He handled it horribly, and I know a lot of people love to dunk on Tony Khan and some of the answers that he gives in his press conferences. Triple H made Tony Khan look like a savant last night with how he answered those questions. It was really, really embarrassing for Triple H and WWE. Bill, what do you think? So when I was I was trying to catch up on because I missed the media scrum. So I missed sort of like the initial. I did see some of the reaction of like he should have said more. He should have done more. He should have addressed it. Didn't address. I saw that kind of statement. I saw that. I even just read like a full transcript on what Cody Rhodes said and that it was felt like that was more articulate of a response. Um, I'm without knowing, right? Like there's part of me that is, you know, what is known by other people, what will come out next? Does this, you know, it it was thought even before when the previous allegations came out that more information, more things were going to come. And then, so here you have Vince who leaves and then comes back six months later and nothing else had come. And now we have this. So it's like, is this another opportunity for, I shouldn't say opportunity, but is this going to be what starts the ball rolling on other things now coming to light? And like you said, who knew, who knew what and when? Well, here lies the stupidity and the, the hubris of Vince McMahon. Because the reason why this lawsuit came to, came to even came out like it did was because he stopped paying her the money that he agreed to pay her for the NDA. Ugh. He was supposed to pay her $3 million, and he stopped paying after $1 million. So none of this would have happened if the old man would have just paid the money that he agreed to pay when he signed her to an NDA to begin with. Wow, so that's he, like he's, This is on him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and what I'm going to be very curious to see in the future, and I want to kind of wrap this up so we can have some fun and talk about the actual wrestling, mm-hmm. is I'm going to be very interested to see what Stephanie might have to say about this what Shane's going to have to say about this and what previous employees and wrestlers are going to have to say about this that have worked for Vince, because I can imagine there's a lot of people that because of the control that Vince had over the industry, especially after the fall of WCW that just were like, you know, if I say one thing, I'm going to get blackballed. I'm going to be out of this industry and I'm done. Now that he's out, is the, are the floodgates going to open? This could be absolutely fascinating to see what's going to take place here over the next year or two. And fascinating, not it, in a great way. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, I think it started yesterday with Ronda Rousey's tweet. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, think that's, I think that was the first tweet of many that we're going to see coming out over the next several weeks that people aren't afraid to speak anymore. People, people are going to speak up and they're going to be loud and it's not going to look good on Vince McMahon or the company. As far as Stephanie goes, you have to feel like she knew something because if you look at the timeline of events of the last couple of years, she stayed completely out of Vince's way in everything that she did. Vince resigned. She came back to the company. Vince forced his way back in. She left the company again. She wanted nothing to do with WWE while Vince was in charge in steering that ship. So to me, Stephanie knew and wanted out. She didn't want anything to do with that. She didn't want to be tangled up in it. 
And honestly, I don't freaking blame her. She looks like a genius right now. If you look back on everything that's occurred and you look back on the decisions that she made, she was an absolute genius to do what she did. Yeah, and the same with Shane, too. You know, I mean, he got out of there way yeah. before that. And I've heard stories coming out that he was in, in boardroom meetings and, you know, screaming up and down, this has to stop, this has to stop years ago. So this is yeah. this is going to be, oh, boy, I you know. I, it's messy. I, it's the, so messy. It, right. And, and you know, we, wrestling is that world that lives in um, disbelief, right? Like, or or the want to believe even. Like, so does, did what happened? Did this happen? Every rumor, every storyline, creative decision, every corporate move is now going to be looked back retrospectively and gone, how is this impacted by this? Um, and so the, the thought of, oh, it's going to be a clean slate. Well, if you talk clean slate, does that mean um, an entire McMahon-less timeline? Like, like that everything is now just flipped over to a different kind of, of thing. I'm kind of wondering what Marcho just said. How many other NDAs are floating out there? Yeah. Similar situations have happened. But, you know, what similar situations may have be existing out there as well? You know, it's it's. It's, it's bad. gonna get crazy. It's, it's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get crazy. Like I like this is bad. I think because on un- unfor- I think there's gonna be both this rollout of, you know, total speculation. I mean, we're kind of doing a little bit right now. There's gonna be this rollout of people saying, "Hey, this happened to me," mm-hmm. and then you're probably gonna get some added stories that did this happen? You know. So I think you're gonna get this big mix of all three things, and it's just gonna make it so much more convoluted. And if you read through this lawsuit. It's already messy. Like it's it's Gosh. a hot mess. The things that people are like talking about that are, that have you know come through and so, on other posts or on news outlets. That's the tip of the iceberg because there's things like Mark said that you can't say on the radio that were stated in this lawsuit. So, ew. yeah, it's a lot of triggering stuff. Like you don't want to go yeah. to social media and talk about this stuff. The lawsuit literally gets as you continue to read it. You're like it can't get any worse than this, and then it gets worse. Yeah. It, yeah. It's awful, and yeah, j- just I, I didn't like. I talked to you, Mark, before we got on this sh- this show over the weekend. I'm like, I really don't want to talk about the Vince stuff because <laughs> the words I have for Vince McMahon really can't be used on radio. And I'm trying really hard. You're you're awesome, to maintain Matt. My to maintain my language, and um, and right I, now, but it's, it's 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 a bad situation, man. And I and I appreciate it, Matt. You know, you're usually the happiest guy on Twitter. So <laughs> I try to be. I, I, I try I, to be positive, but sometimes you just can't be. And this is one of those times. Yeah, I there, think I have to do a live video podcast with Matt and just go uncensored, man, because there's a lot to be said the right <laughs> way. We can't use these words right now. That's all I'm saying. Well, right. we'll, we'll do it on your show, man. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Because then I get to go off, too, because oh, I got yeah. to be really good. I'm an employee <laughs> here, so if I do it, I'm. it's really bad. Yeah, yeah and, and just real quick, uh, just some, some comments in the chat box before we break. Go to break. Uh, Gamer Bear says the great guy is here. I'm not sure which great guy that is, but it could be <laughs> Phil and that. Um, let's see. Marie Bernie saying, I haven't read it, but heard about it, and it's disgusting. You got it. Uh, and uh, let's see. It's, uh, uh, I'm curious Mark, about Mark how Cho. many NDAs he had, women signed over the years, who he's actually paid. Mark Cho. I forgot. So people can see the comments on the videos, but we also have to mention them over the radio. Jeez, thanks. Yeah, and, so. and, and that could and that could be a gig, like with Marcher it could be a, a gigantic problem. If there if there's multiple NDAs out there and he decided to stop paying everybody, Oof. oh, and they all decide to start coming forward, 
dude's toast. It's over. Oh, and I know he says he wants to vigorously defend himself, but there's no way he's letting this go to discovery. There, there's a very there's interesting no way. He's paying off it, a lot of people. It's interesting. Interesting is this lawsuit could have just been, could have just been. Hey, I had an NDA. Part of the agreement was a financial arrangement. He didn't follow through on the financial. Arrangement. Done. That's not, and and that could have been enough to lift then the NDA, which could have then opened up more things for disclosure. That's not where they're going. They're like, yeah. okay, we're gonna we're gonna lead with all of it and go because of all of this, the NDA should be valid. It's like, oh, okay, interesting. Well, at least WWE got that five billion dollars from Netflix, so they'll have a little little extra cash to sit around to take care of this. But let's take a break, guys. And when we come back, let's talk about the Royal Rumble, shall we? Let's do it. I think that's a great idea. Now we got that done. Matt Black from WrestleZone, Phil Stamper from Pro Wrestling Revolver, Maryland Championship Wrestling, and, well, he's the president of wrestling, so whatever else the hell he wants. There you go. There you go. Jose Vellante. I'm Mark Oak here on the Mark Oak Show. We are having a great time breaking it all down for you in the world of pro wrestling and well that's what we do stick around everybody we'll be right back 1015 fm k don this is the mark hoke show the mark hoke show here again your host mark hoke and let's get back to all the pro wrestling news and entertainment you can possibly handle here on KDON, 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas, where KDON's number one live-rated show. Isn't that amazing? Wow. We're on a Sunday awesome. morning, too. That's awesome. We rule. There we go. That's because we have great guests. and It's because you have me on the show, that's why. No, it's not. You have not. a little bit of Latin <laughs> fever here. A little flavor. Let's face it. No, I mean, it's it, it, it totally, it totally him. <laughs> See, I love Phil, man. We got to get Phil back every week. Look at that. Love it. <laughs> we got to get. Now, what we got to do is we got to get everybody together in Vegas. I think Memorial. In the studio, that'd be dope. Yeah. I think Memorial Day Let's weekend go. is a great time to do it. Yeah. That'd just, be dope. You guys all, that. We got to f- just get everybody here, fly out, and just party it up, man. That's what we got to do. But we are the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here on KDON. 101.5 FM, the Talk of Las Vegas, Odyssey app. And of course, we do live stream this show mm-hmm. as well on YouTube, Facebook, and, you know, what do you want? Try doing X again sometime, but whatever. It's all good. Phil's got a fan here. Yeah. Yay, Phil. And he's falling over, too. <laughs> falling over I, for I, you, I, I dropped my glasses case, and I was like, I got to do this, like, nonchalantly. Well, you you failed at that, Phil Stamper. <laughs> I totally I was, I just, <laughs> Good thing we're on the radio. <laughs> Phil, Phil Stamper joining us, and, of course, uh, Matt Black from WrestleZone. One of the great information sites on the web. You make sure you got to check that out. He does unbelievable work, and he's usually we very try. happy. Oh, you do, you do. <laughs> and thank you for the follow back, follow back, man. I greatly appreciate you, my guy. God, Not a problem, man. You're following Jose. Hey, I gotta follow. He everybody. followed me during the break. There I followed go. him back. All right, gotta show some love there. Come on, fair enough. <laughs> well, let's talk about the rumble last night, and uh, I'll start with the women's match. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. Uh, your impressions of the women's match, of course, Bailey takes it home, but is she really going to challenge Rhea? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. Nope. I think Io's going to. I think Io's going to get a taste of uh, of Bailey here coming up. Yep. No, I I absolutely believe we're going Bailey Rhea and Becky Rhea at WrestleMania. I think those are the matches. Um, I think Bailey's going to be pushed to her limits. 
with how damage control is treating her. And she's going to strike while the iron's hot. And I think Bailey's going to be a monster baby face going into WrestleMania 40. Sounds like a plan. Um, what, what else stood out to you in that match last night? I mean, I, for full disclosure, I was watching the match, but I was also covering AEW Collision for WrestleZone at the same time. So I was multitasking. So go. I didn't get to see everything out of the women's match in the four-way that I probably would have liked to see. I saw everything after Collision was over. Um, my favorite part of the women's rumble was Jordan Grace. Nice. Oh. Like, I, I knew I knew yesterday afternoon that she was coming in. Mike Johnson for PW Insider broke that news. <clears throat> and I was just like, man, that's so freaking awesome. And she had a great showing. They were not they were not holding back on referring to her as TNA knockouts mm-hmm. champion. Yeah. They mentioned TNA several times when Naomi returned, they mentioned that she was over there in TNA. Like, I believe that there is some kind of forming relationship between TNA and WWE. And especially since the TNA plus streaming service is handled by Endeavor. Right. And Endeavor owns WWE. I, I, I think it's going to be a slowly, but a slow and steady process. But I think we're going to see a lot more working relationship and partnership between WWE and TNA throughout 2024. Chris Ring chimes in on Facebook, letting us know, saying, very cool having Jordan Grace in the Rumble. Yes, it definitely was. I agree with that. And, Phil, I saw you clapping there when uh, that name came up. Uh, I guess you were pretty excited, too. So I, I earlier in the day, I had started to see uh, – People just talk about spoilers in general, not saying anything specific. And I was like, I'm avoiding. I'm not going to look at anything. Um, and and it was funny because I was I was around some people this week, and there there were like hints of things, and I didn't really know. So when she came out, I was like, Oh my god, it all makes sense now. <laughs> um, so I I was really I was just so happy to see her. I think she is the um, the right representative for TNA. Uh, I think she was she fit right in into that battle royal or excuse me the Royal Rumble. So. Very, very happy to see Jordan there. Yeah, I was too. And and just coming off her um, being here for TNA for Hard to Kill and Snake Eyes TV tapings, she has come such a long way. And for her to get that opportunity, you know, she belonged. She really did. This wasn't just kind of a throwaway. She went out there and just looked phenomenal, looked the part. And I was so impressed, and you could tell that she knew this was her big chance. And for her to go out there and shine like she did, you know, it, and, and it's unbelievable that for the most part, I think that's what a lot of people are talking about with her and Jade Cargill, uh, you know, is is unbelievable to me that this actually happened. But, you know, it's, it's a new regime. It's a new time. And, uh, you know, very happy for Jordan. So... Something that 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 was just said though, I, I'm I'm feeling a, a little bit about where would Jade go into WrestleMania? Is Jade going going to be shotgunned right into a title match? I think everything Matt just said is is true. I think all that's happening. But part of my brain is like, and then is it also Jade in a three way in one of the one of the two women's championship matches? I, I don't think know. it's I think it's Jade against Bianca Belair. Okay, I, I think they set that up in the rumble last night with the stare down and everything. Mark Henry's two protégés going at it at WrestleMania. I, I think that makes the most sense. And I, I think that's the match we're going to get. 
I, I could be wrong. I mean, they might even throw Naomi in there, make it a triple threat. Um, because you can't you can't bring Naomi in after everything she did in TNA and not give her a big WrestleMania match, and to throw her back in a tag team of some sorts after the way she left the last time does not seem like a good idea. Right. So may, maybe they let those three women triple threat. Um, but they they WWE has a good pro they they have a good problem right now with all the talent they have in their women's division because they're all there's there's a lot of people who just rightfully deserve a spot at WrestleMania and they're going to have to figure out how all the puzzle pieces fit. See, I think they've got to be careful with Jada. I don't know if she's quite ready for that match yet. Well, there, there's so, a reason she's been working for months in the performance center. Right. And I, and I think that there, there's some people on the roster that you could give her a shot, but man, I, I, I think they've got to watch it and not, shoot her up the ladder too fast now if they, if they they're watching her and they think she's ready to do it then you know by all means but i would be really careful because the last thing you want to do is put her out there in a situation that she's not going to succeed and then everybody's like oh you know she's not that good and then you and then you ruin it so you know that's you know that's up to the pros to decide i'm you know that's not me but you know, I would I would watch it before you start putting her in a ring with Bianca Belair and saying go for it. So that's just I, me. I, I gotta be, I gotta believe with the amount of work that she's putting in at the Performance Center by WrestleMania, she should be ready to have a good match with Bianca Belair. And maybe I'm wrong. And look, if you're worried about her, a triple threat makes all the more sense because she doesn't have to do as much in a triple threat. You know, she could dive out and lay out in, in certain points in the match and let Naomi and Bianca, you know, do their thing. So. I think she's going to be in a, in, in a showcase match at WrestleMania. I just don't know for sure um, how much confidence they have in her, like you like you said. So I guess we'll I guess we'll find out in less than two months. I guess we will. Uh, let's talk about the men's Royal Rumble match. And Cody was not the betting favorite, and I wish I would have put some money on him because he was a plus two fifty. Man, that was that yeah. was a that was a dollar and a half for every dollar you could have put down on that. CM Punk was the favorite, and but Cody walks out and is immediately pointing to Roman Reigns, screaming he's coming for him. Uh, guys, were you surprised at all that Cody actually did win this thing? I'll let me go to Phil first on that. Mixed. In my brain, I was like, it's going to come down to Cody and CM Punk. And then so there was part of my brain that was like, we got all the way through the Rumble to get CM Punk and Cody. And I'm like, okay, all right, this was exactly as i thought it was and it was weird because i felt i felt i don't want to say lit down because they're two of the best you know best talents in the world uh but at the same time it was like i guess because in my brain i, I knew or i felt like that's what was going to happen and then it ended up happening i was like oh this was a little too on the nose for me um i i here's a question i'll ask all of you because i i don't know and i and I, i'll freely admit that i think i watched wrestling a lot more via twitter than i do like actually when it's broadcasted um <laughs> does does cody still have the same steam he had a year ago do, is there still that force and momentum behind him that makes people that interested in him i'm not and i'm not saying anything bad about the talent and the ability of a cody Rhodes. it's just i feel that energy just isn't at that same place going into mania yeah i i think there is i i think people are still behind him and and you know, and haven't been at WrestleMania last year. There was just such a sense of what just happened to this guy. 
you know, and so many people were disappointed and felt like, man, when is Cody going to get this chance? And, you know, the, the series with Lesnar and everything else, I think everybody was just like, what are they going to do to keep this going? And, you know, when's he going to get his chance again? I, and, and when you're out around the fans, I think people are just like, man, we want Cody to win this. I, I just feel like there's a sense of let's get this done. Let's, let's get him on top. He's worked so hard and people, people just love the guy, you know, and, and it's, you know, it's not like everybody was running around like Hulkamania or anything, but there's just a real feel of this man should be the world champion and let's give it to him. I'm okay with it. I'm glad that he won. If I'm being honest with you, I don't think it's such bad publicity or stories. Like some people are saying, the only thing that I will say about the whole rumble in general, guys, I don't know how you feel about it. At least for me growing up watching it, it was always about the excitement of what's going to happen next of who's going to come out. Oh, they're going to be an old school legend or someone that's super popular. And I'm sorry, that just was not there last night. There was no excitement. The whole Pat McAfee thing, I love Pat. That was a wasted spot that could have gone to another WWE superstar that's trying to get that rise and that notoriety, and you didn't do that. Very wasted. I get it. It was funny. You try to do that. But overall, you didn't hear the excitement from the announcers like it was when I was growing up, at least. Oh, my God, it's so-and-so. Oh, my God, it's this part. That just wasn't there. And then to have Ricochet at number 28, I think Andrade would have been a lot better in that situation than Ricochet. But again, that's just me. I thought it was a good match. I was texting Mark back and forth. I told him Cody's going to go to the end. Cody's going to win it when they had the final four. So it was towards the end. But still, I'm okay with the ending. It sets up the Roman Reigns thing. I think Cody will end up finally close the chapter, get his belt. And then it also sets up the CM Punk, Seth Rollins situation. So I don't know. That's how I felt about the Rumble itself. Matt, what did you think? Uh, I was I was thrilled that Cody won because let's face it the the overlooming shadow of the Rock has been prevalent for weeks now and reports are coming out this morning that they still plan to do Rock versus Roman Reigns at some point this year and to me at this point there's only three logical spots one Roman works both nights at WrestleMania 40 two they do it at SummerSlam or three they do it at, at in Saudi. And that's my least that's my least favorite of the three <laughs> yeah. options. Um, but if they're still planning to do Rocket Roman this year, they need that's pretty much it. Like they're they're not doing it anywhere besides WrestleMania SummerSlam or a show a show in Saudi. Because at this point, I don't think there's enough time to build to him and him and Roman at Elimination Chamber. And reports are suggesting Roman's not even going over to Australia. Uh, for Elimination Chamber. So, yeah, they're, they're running out of spots, but no, I'm, I'm thrilled for Cody. I think Cody has just as much momentum now as he did going into WrestleMania 39, and I think that'll be very evident on TV over the next two months. The one thing WWE needs to be very cautious of is they can't get cute again. Cody needs to win at WrestleMania 40, because if he loses again... In the same fashion he lost last year, that's when he's going to lose his steam. That's when he's going to lose his momentum, and they're going to kill the Golden Goose. WWE has WWE has their new John Cena right now in Cody Rhodes. And the difference between mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes now and John Cena in his prime is John Cena divided the audience. Cody doesn't have that divide right now. Everybody loves Cody. As long as they don't screw this up, 
they have they have gold on their hands for the next several years. So WrestleMania 40, it's go time for Cody. It's time to finish the story, and I just hope to God they don't screw it up. Yeah, until when has the WWE screwed up anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until, until Triple H comes out and pedigrees him, you know. Oh, um, and something, <laughs> okay. So something you all said. So about you know, yes, about bringing back uh, older roster members, and I was thinking about that too. But at the same time, so as before, I came on the air in the correct time i was supposed to be uh <laughs> you all were knocking on the repo man if repo man walked out through that curtain i would have lost my mind like i i really honestly would have been like oh my god it's the repo man like i that i would have been all for it barry's awesome <laughs> i can't you, I, I just the picked the name awesome. like, i picked the name i'm sorry i i even thought legit because the, so there was a clip that got shared around i guess from the pet mcafee show um, that Paul Heyman w- was on, and it starts with Backlund, Bob Backlund, and it's like I guess they somehow brought up Bob Backlund could be a surprise entrant oh. in the in the Royal Rumble, and so I really thought like, oh my gosh, we're gonna get Bob Backlund in the Royal Rumble. Um, I agree with the Pat McAfee's. I wanted more because in my brain too. Here's a guy who competed in War Games for for you, and now like he's like, oh oh, I'm afraid to like touch the ropes. Like I, I <laughs> what I I. 34 yeah, seconds. Yeah. 34 I mean, seconds. I mean, yes, I know Omos is in the ring, Pat, but you didn't need to go after Omos. There were other people in there that you right. could have went in and, you know, stomped on somebody who was laying in a corner or, or, or something. I, I love Pat, and everybody everybody that was watching the pay-per-view with me last night laughed. Like, yeah. everybody in my living room thought <laughs> the Pat McAfee spot was hysterical, and it was entertaining, but they definitely could have done more more with him than they did. And I also think... I think the commentators' overall enthusiasm in the crowd until the end was, was down because you took you took a four match card and made it four hours. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah, that's I, too long of a. When you do a four <laughs> hour, if you do a four hour show, you better have eight, you better have like eight to ten matches on that damn yeah. thing so you can pace it properly. Four matches in four hours. You're out of your damn mind, Triple H. What are you doing? <laughs> I, oh, man. I do like the fact that the Royal, Royal Rumble is 90 seconds. Like, a, a minute is way too fast because the stuff that then that you're thinking you're going to plan, just does, it never works out when it's just a minute. When it's two minutes, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Okay, what yeah. are we doing next? Like, I thought 90 was the right number. Even when they fudged it at times, yeah. I thought it really was the right number. I like the whole R-Truth the whole little sprinkle that they had with him. That was hilarious. You got to admit when he was walking in at first, well, welcome to WrestleMania guys. Like, is he, you know what I mean? Like he's just being him, bro. You know what I mean? It's awesome, dude. I love it. That man is a national church, (laughs) but we, we got four guys for an hour's worth of uh, our show here. and We got to take a break. Oh man. Phil Stamper, Matt Black from WrestleZone, Jose Vellante. I'm Mark Hoke. Having a great time here on the Mark Hoke show. We're going to come back. And wrap this thing up, having a blast here. God, I wish we could just preempt a bunch of shows. I mean, I could, but I'd get in a lot of trouble. So stick around for more here on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment on KDON 101.5 FM. The talk of Las Vegas will be right back. 101.5 FM, KDON. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. 
All right, let's do this one more time to wrap this thing up. On KDON 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas Odyssey app and streaming on the YouTube and Facebook. Mark Hoke Show, best in wrestling news and entertainment. Jose Vellante along for the ride. Plus our very special guest, Phil Stamper. Hey, everybody. And, and Matt Black. And Matt Black from WrestleZone.com. So really quick, I didn't realize Matt's also from Maryland. Why don't, so for Memorial Day, why don't all of you come to this coast? Oh, come on. <laughs> we have water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so do we, just not that much of it. Right. Well, I'm, I am from out that way. You know that, right? I think I did. I think I did at one point, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, from uh, every indication, there's going to be some stuff going on here. From a, a, a certain wrestling. Matt, don't be That's bitter. Fair. Don't be bitter. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> you guys. Are so I, yeah. I, I do have to do one thing before we close out the show, though, because I've done it with a, a couple few, a past guests. I got to give Matt a big shout out for his background. I'm sorry, Phil, yours is just black, but everything you got in the background is amazing. I gave Chris Van Fleet last time when we had him on uh, some kudos for his plaques and stuff. But, bro, the figures behind you, this is top notch, man. Top notch. Good Thank stuff. you. Good stuff. Yeah, I like to have a nice. A nice background when I do stuff like this. So, I I like Phil. I no, feel, Phil's got a good setup. He's got back a little there. gamer chair and everything. I get it. I, but Phil, I used on. to have a green screen because ah, I mean, okay. through the video app, we use we use Streamyard, but I can never get the graphics to fit right for ah, what Streamyard uses. So sense. I need a different arrangement to be able to do something like Matt. Because it's funny because I have a desk with stuff, and I'm like, oh, I want to put stuff like the Revolver tag title on it. <laughs> like I want to do like I have Funkos that are all on my wall. I have every like Sonic screwdriver from Doctor Who on my desk. Oh my like God. I need a better way to like, organize. <laughs> Yes. Stuff. See what I started. Oh from. my god! Oh, that's oh, and maybe great. my glasses won't fall down because there'll be room on my desk actually to put stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, we won't see this anymore. Right. That's <laughs> so doing over there. No one will see this. <laughs> oh, that's great. You guys are unbelievable. Oh, um, just to and just to run down through the chat box real fast, and then I want to give you guys a chance to hype everything going on, but. Uh, just some comments in there. Uh, Marie uh, said to they need to keep the bloodline away from the ring. You know, I think Brandy and I think Dustin should show up too for the Dustin ain't happening. He's still under contract. I I don't know. I think they should loan he's, him away. He's he's I think he's under contract until September. Ah. I believe it's it's much later this year. Well, I could see Tony letting him yeah. sit front row. And, and not having an issue with that, but I couldn't see them letting him get physically involved. I, I just I just don't see it. Buy him out. <laughs> <laughs> for for that, yeah, come on. I think he, nice. I think he's very happy where he is right now. Oh yeah, of course he is. I don't blame him. Uh Sports Illustrated put out the article Cody not being in the media match so they could put a big bet on Cody. Yeah, that that's 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 a little bit of a conspiracy gambling, gambling. theory, but yeah. Every, everything's a conspiracy. Everything's a conspiracy. <laughs> In wrestling, everything's a conspiracy. Yeah. That's right. That's right. How about oh this one, God. guys? Mark also uh, Gamer Bear. This was earlier when you guys were talking about TNA and everything. He says mentioning TNA by name like this is very unusual for WWE. So something seems to be up. You guys agree? Well, it's it's not. Un- I mean, it's unusual, but it's not like they have never done it. I mean, Dixie Carter did like a little segment. What was it for AJ Styles? I think um, years a couple years ago. So like, it's not outside of the realm of mentioning other things. And they've mentioned. I, I, Go ahead. I, I just I feel sorry. I, I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot more of this with Vince. With Vince gone, yeah, 
I met, mentioned mentions of New Japan, mentions of TNA. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't think they're going to go out of their way to mention AEW, but I, I think any company that they're willing to work with, I think they're going to acknowledge their existence now. I, mm-hmm. I think the wrestling world is bigger now without Vince McMahon in it because WWE is going to acknowledge that they're not the only game on this planet any any longer. And I think that's a great thing for the industry as a whole. All right. And I got about 30 seconds for each of you. So, Phil, tell everybody what you've got going on and tell them about this Emmy real fast. What, what's going on? With uh, that? So Emmy winner Paul Walter Hauser in the middle of his acceptance speech talked about a match that he's going to have with Matt Cardona at Wrestling Revolver on March 18th in Iowa. Uh, Wrestling Revolver just had Mox versus Gringo available on Triller uh, TV. Make sure you check that out. Um, and Revolver returns on February 17th to Dallas. Um, oh, I think I said the wrong date. So it's February 17th in Dallas, March 16th in uh, Iowa, March 28th, we're back in Dayton, Ohio, and April 4th, we're, uh, WrestleMania weekend, we'll be in Philadelphia. All right. And Matt, what do you guys have going on at WrestleZone? Just trying to trying to get all the news and backstage tidbits and interviews and stuff out there. I interviewed um, Brian Williams and Lionel Jinks from 2K for WWE 2K24 last week. I also interviewed AEW World Heavyweight Champion Samoa Joe, talking about his match with Hook, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, uh, Twist the Metal Season 2, all that good stuff. It's all on WrestleZone.com. Perfect. And I'm going to be sending you my Claudio interviews, so you got more work to do. There you go. All right. Sounds good. Guys, awesome show today. Appreciate you Wow. Guys. We we have a blast. Thanks to Claudio Castagnoli. Thank you, Phil Stamper, Matt Black, and Jose L. Thank you, too. You're, you're all right. <laughs> so, guys. Poor Jose. Jose, you're my reason for being here. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Presidente in the building. <laughs> Thank you, everybody out there, for listening to the show wherever you are. We do appreciate it. We will see you next week. Follow us on X at Mark Hoke Show. Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. Subscribe to us on YouTube. That really helps us out a lot. We would certainly appreciate it. And that's The Mark Hoke Show, too. MarkHokeShow.com. That's pretty much where you find us. We'll see you next week, 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific Time on KDON, 101.5 FM in the Odyssey app. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, everybody. See you. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.